0: Today on the Profitable Trading Podcast. Never price out of your own wallet. Not charging enough is actually a huge problem. Each service provider has to keep going lower and lower and lower with their prices, because they think that's the only way they're gonna win work. I mean, it's like a cancer in the trade and service industry. It's like beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Value is in the eye of the customer. You know, that's way too much to charge, or no one's ever gonna pay that, or I'll never win the job if I charge that much. Or you talk yourself down three times before you send your quote or your bid off.
1: That's disturbing. <laughs> if your pricing is too low it will create all kinds of problems in your business most of which you won't realize are due to the low pricing now tune into today's episode where we discuss why you must charge the highest price you can and why this is critical for providing great customer service you're listening to the profitable tradie podcast we will help you turn your business into a money-making machine we know you're busy so we'll make it worth your time thanks for tuning in and remember time is money and we're here to help you make more of both so hit the follow button and let's get started to the podcast. Well howdy there, Tony Fraser Jones, the host of the Profitable Trading Podcast with my co host Phil Smith. How are you doing this morning, mate?
0: Always good, mate. Always good. We've made it to actually recording, which is good this morning. It's only taking thirty minutes. Yep. Happy yep. days always good. What are we talking about Chief? Mate, we are talking about how much we should charge for services and specifically talking about why it's vital to charge as much as you can or if you flip it around, uh, basically why it's a terrible idea for your business not to charge enough. And uh, I know this is a bit of a touchy subject. Touchy subject. subject. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a hard one sometimes. And it comes with a whole bunch of emotional baggage. Like, you know, that's way too much to charge, or no one's ever going to pay that, or I'll never win the job if I charge that much. Or you talk yourself down three times before you send your quote or your bid off, um, you know, basically just to trim the price. So it, it can be a difficult one. Yeah, it's a bit of a mind bend. And I think charging,
1: not charging enough, is actually a huge problem for many and probably most businesses, actually. And we see it all the time. Now, the problem is, is this, that uh, as a business owner, we don't actually understand how damaging uh, the effect of low pricing actually is on our business. Uh, and not just your individual business, but to the whole industry and how much uh, more difficult it makes to run a business. It's It's insane.
0: Yeah, real big. I mean, and the race to the bottom, is it's a huge problem, really. I mean, it's basically, you know, each service provider has to keep going lower and lower and lower with their prices because they think that's the only way they're going to win work. And it, I mean, it's like a cancer in the trade and service industries. And it's its something we need to change.
1: Well, it's something that's, uh, you know, right in our wheelhouse and we're absolutely passionate about actually educating you know, business owners why it is so critical to charge enough money uh, so you can make your business work properly. Yeah. Uh, and it does require a bit of a mindset shift. Yeah. Uh, so I think in today's episode, we're going to drill into that, you know, and if you can understand why it's so important, then you'll probably make some changes around the pricing that you're doing in your business. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure
0: we've got a story to kick this off. We do have a
1: story. Uh, here at Profitable Trading. we're just in the process of launching a new website, which is very exciting. Uh, taking our website, uh, kicking and screening into the uh, 2020s. Yeah,
0: it's uh, only, been, only been 10 years. Uh, if well, you've been to our website. It's not quite <laughs> 10 years. Come <laughs> on. Uh, Honestly, it feels like about 100. That website yeah. definitely needed a... Well, it's probably, it's probably
1: about five years, and we've been working together for five years, and I'm definitely looking a lot older in this new website. What? I no. wonder why that is.
0: No, you, you look great.
1: That's disturbing. <laughs> uh, what I'm suggesting is uh, there's no correlation between the fact that we've been working together for five years, and I've actually aged.
0: My hair is actually thin considerably since uh, getting to know you, Tony. Is that right? right? So, I mean, maybe there's a correlation there. Is maybe I'm, you know, just following you. I just well, baldness
1: is about, you know, too much heat in the head, like your brain's working too hard. So, I've obviously, yeah, uh,
0: well, it's obviously contagious jump. because it's rubbing off. <laughs>
1: there ain't no rubbing L- off.
0: Literally, it's rubbing off. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no rubbing off happening here,
1: mate. Let's. Uh, You've
0: got diminishing resources.
1: We mate. do anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this website. So, we uh, our team has been uh, working on this, which is great, and uh, they got together. I think four four bids yep. from uh, from different website providers went out to the market uh with our you know with our requirements and uh there was one uh you know proposal that came in which is like the bargain basement price. there was one which was the the most expensive, and there were a couple in the middle uh, and so we looked at them and we are like, well, we can see the one at the bottom that's you know that we can see why that's the lowest one. It was like the least reputable company kind of looked the most budget and the one at the top we were like wow that that looks amazing there's some awesome stuff in there you know, obviously got a great track record, you know the whole uh, examples and stuff of their websites just looked really cool. Mm. Uh, and the middle two were like, yeah, well, you know, couldn't really tell much difference. They didn't look that much difference from the lowest price, but they certainly didn't
0: look quite like the uh, the top one. Well, the ironic thing actually was um, we didn't actually look that deep before we made that call, right? Because we're sort of looking at the prices and just a, a couple of brief sort of pictures and little descriptions and, you know, the, the most expensive one just clearly looked like the best one. The cheapest one clearly looked like the, the biggest bargain. And honestly, the other two were just really hard to differentiate about anything. They just looked middle of the range. Which kind of just, vanilla. So do you know what? They got cut immediately because how do you differentiate? So they were out of the running. It just came to the the best or the yeah. worst, right?
1: And so we went with the best one because it was the best. And uh, obviously, this is an important investment. Uh, and, and the key thing is it's, it's probably much better for them as a business as well because, uh, it's probably not going to cost them a whole lot more to make their website they've got better systems and team than the other ones and yeah. they're going to have a whole lot more margin to do it so they can actually do a better job they can work with us you know more in depth and we'll get a better result at the end of the day as well yeah and for the sake of you know a few thousand dollars it's much better for everyone
0: yeah, I mean it'll probably take you know the same amount of time for their business, it'll probably take the same amount of resources, they just have a better you know team and better systems and a little bit more talent. But how did they get that? Mm. Well probably because they have better margins and they can afford to have that kind of infrastructure. But it doesn't take longer, it probably didn't even cost them more so they make higher margins which means that they can reinvest in better team and better systems and, and all that kind of thing. That bargain basement one, they'll never get better. They can't produce better because they don't have any... Margin to spend on getting better, yeah. and they've got no margin for error either. So they can't do any rework or touch-ups or anything like that because then they'd be bankrupt. That's right. So yeah uh, the website story, yeah, it's goody. Well, uh, a few problems
1: if we if yeah, we don't charge I enough. Th- I think this is massive, and I really want to drill into this uh, in the podcast today because what we see with the business owners we help, uh, and just business owners in general. Uh, we have a bunch of problems in our business, but we don't realize that actually the root cause of them often is the fact that our margins and our aren't high enough, which the easiest way to fix your margin is to actually, you know, put your price up. Mm. Uh, and so the first thing you will find is that your profit margins are actually really thin. And pricing, it's just directly related to profitability. You know, if you add $1 to your price, that goes straight to your bottom line. Mm. Uh, that is all profit. Yeah. Which is great. Now you might think, well, oh, that's cool. I could just do more work. But the thing is, if you add one dollar of services that you invoice out of revenue, you only get to keep a portion of that because you've got to pay wages, you have got to pay materials. Yeah. Uh, so you might get to, to keep thirty or forty cents of that dollar. Yeah. Versus when you put the price up, you keep to keep you know get to keep the whole dollar. Yeah, that's Which, right. is, which is massive. So thin profit margins uh, are a massive uh, a massive issue with low pricing. Yeah, that's right. Definitely, definitely. And you can run into some cash flow issues. Well, that that's exactly right. So cash flow is driven primarily from the profit you make off your job. So you do the work and, you know, you, you price it and then you have some costs, obviously labour materials and maybe a few other costs, subbies, whatever. Uh, and you get you get paid for that. And the difference between what you have to pay out and what you get paid is what you've got left to pay all your other bills, like your overheads, your tax, you know, hopefully some profit for yourself, uh, which is, you know, the point of being a business. So, mm. And, and we've seen this just thousands of times, almost always when you have a cash flow problem, there's a margin problem. Yeah. And uh, when there's a margin problem, almost always there's a pricing problem.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important actually just to emphasize because you know there could definitely be other stuff going on too, maybe you're not getting paid on time yep. or regularly and you know lots of things that you can tighten up around cash flow. But I think sometimes if you have those other problems as well, it actually masks the fact that, yeah sure you've got these other issues too but also your margin's not high enough because if your margin was good you can kind of weather some of the storm of you know those other kinds of issues you know like that'd still be a problem you could still tighten them up but it's not the same kind of pressing you know stuff up because at least there is some fat and some you know money in the bank and so yeah really like the the margin's almost never um, exempt from being a cash flow issue, right? It's it's always in the mix. And uh, we were
1: just talking before, you know, with, with Nephi before, he's a big fan of Apple products. You know, Apple, uh, high margin business, high price, you know, premium price point. They have trillions of dollars mm-hmm. in the bank and they can operate for eight or 10 years or something with, you know, without it, you know, they can carry on without actually having to, to sell. To make much, a sale. Yeah, to make a sale. Yeah. And um, that's because their margins are so high that they've been able to put money aside you know, for the rainy day.
0: Yeah, that's right. Whereas if there's no no fat in the job in the first place, you know you got no margin in the first place, then the slightest little you know deviation from uh, from perfect, and and you're stuffed.
1: Well, that that's right. I mean, one client who you know maybe it's a contractor, general contractor, or a building contractor who doesn't pay, mm. uh, and if your margins are thin, you're basically going to the wall. Yeah, uh, because there's just nothing. There's nothing in reserve. There's yeah, no fat a, anywhere. I mean, what do animals do? They you know, feed up. Yeah. Uh, bears feed up, you know, and then hibernate for the winter. Yeah, well, they uh, store the fat. They store the fat. But the yeah. same with your business. No margin, no fat. You you can't survive any, any uh, you know, reversals. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Other problems we run into. People probably don't realise is that when your margins and your pricing are lower, you've got to do a whole lot more work to make the same amount of profit. So, like, we've got a check sheet we give our clients, and it just shows you the effect of changing margins on how much work you have to do. Mm. and you know let's say your margin was 40% mm. and then you decide to reduce your price by 10% mm. you actually have to increase your sales that's the amount of work you do by 33% in order to maintain the same level of gross margin yeah so that that if you just think about that for a second 10% reduction in price
0: 33% increase in the amount of work you've got to do yeah I mean, no one's even going to have enough tradespeople to do that. Well, right? well that, that's you don't have the resources. Ex-
1: that's right. It's not. And then you've got to think about what are the implications of 33% more work. Well, we need to get 33% more tradespeople to do the work. Mm. So that's probably hiring more people, which is a whole lot of work. Yeah. It gets even worse. You think about the multiplier effect. You know, you've got to get more jobs, which means you've got to price more work. Yeah. So you've got to to get
0: more leads as well? Well that's exactly, like the multiple. If your conversion rate's 50% then you're going to need 66% more leads in order to get 33% more work and then not only that but you need, as you said, the pricing time, you've got the overhead of potentially needing an estimator now because you can't get through all the pricing, maybe you need a salesperson because there's that many more jobs to go out and win, plus there's the admin, there's the scheduling, you know, there's the invoicing, there's, (laughs) (laughs) I almost swore, sorry. Um, well, it's worse than this, this, this is terrible, you know. Like, like the implication, like you say, it's not just I have to do thirty-three percent more work. You have thirty-three percent more overhead needed. Like, it's just, it's just abominable. It's, it's, it's so it's bad, absolute like, chaos. Yeah, and, and you've hit on
1: the key thing there: is a multiplier effect. There's a fractional effect. Yeah, thirty-three percent more jobs. If you convert at fifty percent, you need sixty-six percent more leads. Yeah, uh, and
0: leads cost money. Yeah, so you have got to spend more money to get them which means your overhead goes up. Plus you get right. these other, you know, rolls that might be needed and, you know, off the tools and now your overhead goes up again. And now that skinny margin doesn't even balance your overhead and your net is still gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liken uh, it
1: to, uh, you know, to flying an airplane that's actually flying
0: with a downward angle.
1: Yeah. And if you keep flying it long enough at that, it, it ends up crashing
0: into the ground. Well, it tends to, you know, you can't yeah. fly down forever and just go straight through the earth. But like. so
1: many businesses are doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and, it's and they're actually Now they're getting deposits and stuff and just getting through month by month mm. with money from their future to plug up
0: the, the, the margin problems of yesterday. Yeah, that's right. It's really, really important. And I mean, like, it it just continues to flow on as well. I mean, like you can't hire all the people that you need you know, with the unprofitable work that you need to do either because I mean and it's not just on the tools either. Like we said, it's off the tools as well, you know, like there's no margin. How do you hire um, and then plus like, you're like well if I hired more people I'd make more money but also you're not making much money off the work you do anyway and I mean it just damages your confidence because like you say you don't have the money and you, you can't afford to pay decent rates so you don't attract good people anyway and then you end up with crap people and then you got more rework and then the margin goes down again and it's just compounding and it compounding, is a compounding it's, problem oh it's terrible you know And like,
1: here's something that, that often is missed there is a massive connection between overwork to margin because yeah. You end up actually working harder because you you feel like you can't afford to hire people because you don't have much money in the kitty, mm. and so you sort you know try and solve that problem by working harder. If I can you know maybe just get more revenue from the next job, that's mm. actually going to help with my cash flow issue. Yeah, oh, but actually yeah. it's another job, which not which is not priced high enough, which is just going to make things more difficult
0: with your overworked team who's also underpaid and doesn't give a. It- and so as a result they can do crap work with more rework it's just, and again compounds and compounds and compounds it like goes around yeah. and around the merry-go-round yeah.
1: doesn't it then the, the trick is you need to hire more people but it's actually hard for you to retain the good people you have already because you're poor yep. uh, and building culture and creating a great work environment it does take money and time and headspace yep. uh, because when you're under the pump you tend to f- you not be your best self No. Nah. and so you tend to be a little bit uh, grouchy yep. uh, a little bit demanding um, and so you just can't build that culture. There's no money for social events or training. Yep. There's no time for mentoring or coaching. Yeah, there's no time for things like putting core values and rules of the game and all the things, performance appraisals. You know, t- little twenty-minute coaching sessions. All those things that we uh, work with our clients to put in place to build a great culture, what then allows them to springboard to more success. You just can't do that
0: because you ain't got enough money. Yeah, that's right. I mean basically you're always just too busy right, I mean you, you don't charge enough, you're always busy, you're always overworked, Um, you're too busy doing that unprofitable work and too busy stressing about how you got no money and how you're going to pay wages this week Um, and as a result you, you're never going to do the things that you need to do to actually dig yourself out of that hole either. I mean even right down to just doing the maths on your margins and how that's affecting you and looking at flow on effects and how you could potentially charge more and you know improvements you could make to your sales process or different work you could target, that all takes headspace and you just don't have it because you're too flat out, you know, doing this crap work and stressing about how much it's ruining you. So, and,
1: and there's nothing, if, nothing destroys motivation than not having enough money. Like cash flow issues are
0: incredibly
1: damaging to a business owner. And if you're listening and you've experienced this, you'll know that kind of that pit in your stomach when you're like, flipping heck, how am I going to actually pay my wages this week?" Mm. Or I've got suppliers, uh, and I'm I'm overdue sixty days, and I need to buy some more materials to do the job. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'll have to look at a different supplier or maybe I've got to go and yeah. grovel and just give them a little
0: bit just to keep the wolf from the door. I've got to extend my uh, overdraft, you know, stuff like that so yeah. I can afford to do the next job in the meantime and hopefully I get paid and then you finally get paid but it's still not enough because the margin wasn't there, you know.
1: It's well, you get into that situation where you get paid and everything you get paid is just going on paying old debts. Yeah.
0: Which is very, very tough position
1: and the kicker is this. This is the big thing that that's important. Your customer service suffers. Uh, Now, if you are pricing too low and your margins are too tight, then you actually struggle to stay on top of the details of all the jobs because you can't afford to hire extra help. Mm. You can't afford a scheduler or an ops manager. You don't have good systems. Maybe your software's pretty antiquated or you don't have it or you're not using it properly. You don't have time or effort to put in QA processes and checklists to make sure the work's done. Mm. You're basically poor, you don't have time, and that translates to disorganisation with your jobs clients getting frustrated, you can't spend any time nurturing your clients or finding out what's going on or building relationships with them because you're just absolutely foot flat to the floorboards. Yeah. And that's a big problem. You you know, low price uh, work often leads to very
0: poor customer service. or It's not the customer service that you really want to deliver. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it's goes into everything. I mean, you can't give, you know, you can't send a gift to a good client afterwards because there's no money for that, you can't go and you know spend time doing aftercare service or anything because you can't spend time on that and you know also that time is money and you got no money for that, you, know, you just can't do anything and also you don't have the money to improve and I think that's really important is that you don't have the money to dig yourself back out. Like if you think about the website example earlier, that bargain bin one we looked at, um, I mean... They were never going to be able to get better because what it would take to get better is is more investment in you know team systems, um, maybe being able to put more time and care into what they're doing. But they don't have that time, they don't have the headspace, and they don't have the cash to make any of that work. So they'll just continue being bargain basement, uh, which means they have to charge less prices because otherwise they won't sell anything because it's not worth it. They attract a certain kind of customer, and honestly, the kind of customer you attract at that point is is the difficult kind quite often, yeah. I mean, almost always. I mean, the people that are willing to pay more, they're usually the people that are easier to deal with. The ones that want, don't want to pay anything, they're the people that pick the bill apart. They're the ones that expect, you know, champagne on a bare budget. Um, yeah, it's, you're digging that hole deeper and deeper and you, and you have nothing to dig yourself out with. So it's, it's really quite a bad thing. Yeah,
1: so so the, the thing is there is a bunch of problems that you will find in a lot of businesses that you don't at first think are due to low pricing, but they actually are because margin... Gives you, you know, it gives you um, ammunition to actually do stuff in your business and yep. improve it, and it makes you feel good about where you're at with it when you can see where it's at. So, you know, the, you know, if you do get your pricing right, and you do price to a high level, uh, and you should try and price as high as possible. And I know there's a bunch of, you know, mental stuff there, and we can talk about that. Uh, let's do that in a minute, but. Once your pricing is at a good level, your your profit margins are much fatter, which means more profit does make everything easier. Like I said, every dollar extra that you put on a price goes straight to your bottom line. Mm. You don't have to, you know, take anything out. It's just actually pay rise for your business.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. A lot lot of flow on effects, right? Yep, more cash flow. So you can still,
1: you know, you can still have people who don't pay you. But like we said, you've built up a reservoir, a backstop of money that means you've got a way to deal with issues that come up. Mm. Uh, so cash flow you're getting enough the spread between what it costs to do a job and what you're getting is large enough so that the money flows through to pay for your overheads to pay for profit to put some money aside yeah this is huge you have to do less work for the same amount of money yeah let's say you're at 30% margin Mm. and you increased your price by 10% you'd have to lose 25% of your work to make less money yeah so I mean even if you
0: lost 20% of your work which honestly won't happen yeah uh, it's only a 10% increase in your pricing. Uh, and in this case, you know, you, you lose 20% of your work. You'd still be making more money. You just have 20% of your time back. That's right. And yeah. so if you think about the multiplier, the fractional effect we talked about earlier, now you need to do less leads, less pricing, less jobs, Not less only that, people. but you've got 20% of your time back to actually... Go and generate more leads more at, profitable that new, at that, that new, new margin. margin. So it compounds again and again and again. Uh, plus, you got more time to look at hiring, you know, the right people. You got more margin to do it as well and attract them over. You got more time for sales. You got more time for building value and you know, providing great customer service and actually, you know, deserving the margin that you're that you're charging anyway. So I mean, like, it really just is easier, isn't it?
1: It's so much easier. And I think the point you make about customer service is big you've now got money where you can invest in the best software, you can invest in uh, the right organisation structure, getting the right people in your business, you can get new vehicles which cost you less. Yeah. Uh, less repairs and maintenance. That's right. Uh, training for your team, you can get your, your techs or your tradespeople people uh, up to speed quicker. Yeah. Uh, it's so much
0: easier because you've actually got that fat,
1: that cash to actually do it, and it makes a huge difference.
0: Well, if you look at a real example there, I mean, like, look at training. People are like, oh, I'd love to charge more, but honestly, my guys are just like, they need a lot of work. They make a lot of mistakes. I don't know how I could, you know, do that. Well, what do they need? They need more training, right? But when are you going to do that? Because you can't have them taking days off work, you know, days out of the out of the field, you know, for training. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you put your prices up ten percent, you know, even if you lost twenty percent of your work. You're still making more money, and now you have got twenty percent of your time back, and now you can train your team to become better, and then you know, put your price up another ten percent because you're bloody worth it now. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a compounding thing. So a lot of the time, the the way to fix the problem is always like, well, if I had more money, or you know, then I I could fix that problem. And it's like, yeah, well, you have that problem because you don't have more money. It's, it's actually the same thing, but in reverse. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and there's nothing that the extra hundred hundred twenty grand of profit
0: won't fix, right? Well, it's never going to feel bad, is it? Right? No, like, it always helps. Yeah, yeah, gotta right. say. The funny thing though is that you get that extra hundred and twenty grand. Um, that same saying is still true because another hundred and twenty grand would make it would even help. easier. That, again. Yeah, that's right. You know? that's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of the way it goes. Lots of stuff we can we build yeah. more culture. You know, we can pay people well. We can you know retain people better. I mean, again, culture it takes time, effort, money, headspace. You have more of all of that if you if you're charging better margins. Yeah, and I think the the thing is okay.
1: We know that it's important. How do you actually do it? How do you actually charge more? Well, it's pretty simple. You just put your prices up. Actually, that's the that's the simple thing. That's the a, first thing. Yeah, that that that's that's really simple, and it's pretty easy to do. It's the most impactful thing you can do for your profitability is put your prices up, hundred percent. Yeah. But what you need to do so that you've got the courage to do it, you've got the you know the gonads, the yeah. stones, the coconuts, whatever you want to call them to do it, is you've actually got to know your numbers. 100%. And that That's means starts. you've you you know it's absolutely critical that you do a monthly profit and loss statement so you can see how the business is actually tracking what the results of your current strategy are. Mm. You need to back cost each job, and this that means looking at the profitability of each job. So you cannot kid yourself about the state of your pricing. Yeah. See most people actually tell themselves little lies about where their pricing's at. Oh, it's not too bad. Or, you know, I've just put my prices up, but that was like seven months ago. Yeah, but All sorts of little stories go on. But with this stuff, the truth will set you free. And the truth comes from actually understanding where your margins are at. The cold, hard, you know, reality, mm. the light of day on your numbers is is critical. And until you do that, uh, you're probably not going to be motivated to make the changes. Yeah. And, and that's important uh, to actually just get in there, drill down and see what it is. So yep. monthly P&L. That cost every job absolutely critical. And here's the thing: if you do the math, this is cool. Uh, if you're driving, don't write this down. But if you're not driving, maybe write this down. You know what is your monthly revenue? And let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it might be fifty, it might be a million, it might be ten million, whatever. It Doesn't matter. Hmm. A five percent increase in price means if your revenue is a hundred thousand, you can times your revenue by by five percent. But it would mean now that your revenue is one hundred and five thousand. Yeah. But your costs haven't moved. Yeah. That extra 5K goes straight to you and it's 60K a year. So 5,000 per month times 12 is 60K a year. Yeah.
0: Just for changing something, you know, in your pricing. It's super simple. Yeah, super easy. And I mean, like, that can look like a bunch of things. I mean, some people will say, oh, well... It's just putting my hourly rate up and it's like, well, no, not necessarily. It could be increasing your margin on all materials or some materials or getting you know, tiered pricing structure. It could be the hourly rate. It could be introducing service fee. It could be literally anything in a big long list. But really it all comes down to I've added extra revenue into a job with the same costs, which which is really putting your prices up one. you know, Doesn't matter how you look at it. Yeah. It's kind of the same concept. It is. And I uh. think
1: you're touching on an important thing there. Most people don't have pricing targets. Yeah. So they just price with a cost plus mentality. So, you know, uh, I buy my materials and I put twenty five percent markup on them, or fifty percent, or ten, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, or hey, I pay my guys, you know, thirty, fifty, whatever dollars an hour, and oh, my charge rate rates hundred bucks or one hundred and twenty, whatever it is. Yeah. That's the kind of mentality. Mm. Well, that doesn't actually help here. No. What you need to understand is the gross profit margin per job, and you need a target for each job. Where do I want the pricing to sit? And so it might be for your, you know, your residential maintenance, your service work. I want my GP target to be 65%. Yeah, could be. And that means that you sort out your pricing, whether it's your hourly
0: rate or your materials, whatever it is, your other fees, travel fees, so that it actually hits 65%. Yeah, it could be. And I mean, I think the big thing here is like people are going to, I think one of the big questions we get is, well, what's the benchmark? What should I be aiming for? And I mean, there are all kinds of benchmarks that we can give, Uh, you know, it's different for different types of work, it's different for, you know, uh, different volume of work, it's different for different size of job. I think the big thing here is what you need to establish first is if you know your numbers, establish where you're at, like where are you? And rather than then saying, well, where should I be, say, well, why don't you just increase it a bit? See what happens. Did you lose any jobs? No? Cool, we'll increase it a bit more. What happened? Oh, Nothing. Cool, increase it a bit more. Okay, now I'm losing a couple of jobs. All right, sweet, but like how many jobs? And is am I actually making more money overall? Yes. All right, cool. Well then keep increasing. Because the fact is here is it's actually just supply and demand. Like if you're uh, if demand for your service is still there and the demand still exceeds the supply, well your price needs to go up, right? I mean, that's basic economics. If it gets to the point where, you know, supply, you have, you know, heaps of supply of your work, it's around, you have it to give, but demand is really low, no one wants it, essentially you got nothing to do. Or maybe your price is too high at that point. So you feel that out, just establish where you're at, that's your floor and raise the floor. It's a, it's a much you know, simpler way to do it. Yeah, the thing is set your own benchmark, Like just make it better than the one you've got now. Yeah and do that for different types of work. Like if, if you do a range of work, maybe you do some maintenance, you know, maybe you do some project work, maybe you do some new builds, maybe you do this, that, the other thing. Just figure out where you're at for each type of work on average and then look at raising the floor pick yeah. it up and changing the target margin
1: is incredibly powerful we see this all the time uh and, and i'm talking to a couple of uh clients yesterday they had a price uh, you know they were hitting about 32 percent gp and we're like hey well let's put it up to 35 yeah now i bet you in uh two months time their gp will be 35 36 because their old target was 33 you put it up and we just see that over and over again tweak the target uh you start tweaking your pricing so targets are super important yeah i was gonna say
0: you got to know your value. Yep. I mean, when you're doing this, I reckon you should I mean, dig into this. This huge. is important. You have to know your value. Don't price out of your own wallet. You know, just because something's easy for you to do, it doesn't make it easy for everyone else, and it doesn't lessen the value. I mean, we've made heaps of stories about this kind of thing before, but I mean, I always think about um, the story of the locksmith. You know, like locksmith goes around a you know lady's house and and takes him about ten minutes to change a lock. And he charges her three hundred bucks, and she goes, "What the hell? Three hundred bucks took you ten minutes?" And he's like. Yeah sure it took me 10 minutes but it took me 10 years to learn how to do that in 10 minutes so that's why it's 300 bucks. and she goes, oh okay. And I suppose just remember it's like something might be easy for you to do uh, but it's easy for you to do because you're an expert, that's why. Uh, the reason someone's willing to pay you to do it is because they don't know how to do it, right? So the fact is is like it doesn't matter how easy it was for you, how cheap it was for you or how expensive or difficult it was for you to do the task you need to make a margin on that because they're not, they're not just reimbursing you for what it costs, they're paying you as the expert to do something they don't know how to do and that's where the value sits. So never spend out of your own wallet, you spend out of the value that the client or the customer will see from the service that you provide. Um, and I think it's just really, really funny how you know when members get an estimator or something mm-hmm. to, uh, to do their pricing for them, the margins tend to improve basically just because the emotion's taken out of it.
1: That is hilarious, isn't it? Like yeah. we've seen it so often get an estimator tell the estimator the pricing margins and they are just fanatical about hitting those margins and all of a sudden the the margin for the P&L each month lifts because yeah. the emotion's gone out of it you've taken yourself out of it and you've see when you price too low out of your own wallet you're actually pricing out of a poor person's mentality you're taking a yeah. poor person's mentality to your business which will lead to poor person results yeah that's right uh, so know your value price like a wealthy person who actually
0: understands that they're worth it Yep. Charge as high a price as possible changes your, your business. Yeah, I mean, like pr- price has nothing nothing at all to do with what the goods or service cost to be manufactured or, or to be done. Yep. Um, the example I love to say is with the Louis Vuitton handbag. I mean, like, You've got uh, a few of those, have you? Oh, yeah, obviously, I'm a handbag fanatic. Um, but look, I had a staff member at a previous job and, um, and sh- she loved them, she bought them all the time. Um, very, very classy girl uh, and she, she used to buy them, her favourite one cost her about 4,000 bucks. Now ironic thing is when I used to live in France, I had a, a mate who worked in the Louis Vuitton um, factory so I sent him a picture of it and I said, out of interest, how much does it cost you to make one of these? He said, oh about 11 euros uh, and this lady had paid 4,000 bucks for it. Now was it worth $4,000? You know, uh, a lot of people are going to say no and they'd be wrong. It is worth $4,000 because people regularly pay $4,000 for it. Does mm. it doesn't matter what it's made out of? No. Does it matter what it costs? Absolutely not. It matters what people are willing to pay for it because of the value they see in it. And you might be listening right now saying, well, I wouldn't see the value in that. Great, you're not their customer. Yeah. They don't care, right? Um, so it's the same with your service, right? Like it's the value that your client or customer yeah. will see in what you do, which determines a price. It doesn't mean sh- what you paid right. for it.
1: It's like beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. Value is in the eye of the beholder. Value is in the eye of the customer, yeah. not in your eye. So that's that's, that's massive. The thing here is you want to schedule this stuff in regularly as well. So you, you want to be reviewing your prices regularly. Don't yep. do it on a haphazard basis. Have it diaried. You know, yep. To do it every three months is a good idea to check them. Yeah, uh, Definitely every six months, particularly in this environment where inflation is very high. Yep. Uh, you know, over six months you can lose five or six margin points yeah, because you haven't tweaked your pricing to keep up with the market. Oh, so yeah. do it regularly. Yeah. And aim for the top 20% of pricing. Aim to be at least in the top 20%. I can tell you that's important because the rest of the
0: people aren't actually making much money. And uh, I know this because we've seen thousands of businesses like this. Tony, I'm going to have to fight you on that. <laughs> like top it's 20%. Be, be in the top 10% at least because like the thing is, is if you're like in the 19th percentile, you know, like you're kind of near the top, but you're not really there. You're essentially one of those mid-range websites we looked at, and you're easily discarded because there's no differentiation between you and someone just under or over you. You you don't look like the best. The person who looks like the best is the person who's the most expensive, and so that top end of the market is going to want to buy from them, and doesn't care that it's expensive. If you're in the you know top 20 percent, but not the top 10, you know you're somewhere between 10th and 20th. Um, Honestly, you don't stand out that much from the bargain basement, and you don't look as good as that top ten percent. So you still lose the work in both markets. It's just like I just don't think you need to be at the top. Let's agree, you need to be at the top, Uh, right at the top, uh, (laughs) uh,
1: because the rest don't really make real money anyway. Most businesses are actually just breaking even, and a lot are losing money. Yeah, Uh, so that's critical. Uh, So you want to be near the top, and if you feel like, oh well, I'm not worthy of being there yet, well, charge it, and then use the money you make. To fix up your operation. To make yourself worthy, that's you know, it. Get the vans looking good, the uniforms, all that stuff. Uh, you know, Drag yourself up to the level uh, by pricing at that level.
0: 100%, so important. Or should we land this plane?
1: Let's do it. Charging as high price as possible makes your business way easier to run and much more profitable. And the key to charging high prices is to know that you and your service are worth it. Thanks, Eks, for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. Bye-bye next
0: week on the Profitable Trady Podcast.
1: If you've ever needed more jobs quickly without spending lots of money on marketing, tune into this episode where we outline the cheapest and most direct way to get your business its next job. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of the Profitable Trading Podcast.